Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormalmapping. Hoyt Bancroft of the Iron Bulls Mercenary Company. Private communication to the leader of the Vanguard Arm, dearest prominence. Prominence. It's been quite a while. I was skeptical when Lord Dorvald contacted us. Can you blame me? How often do you get a direct line from the head of a gentry household instead of some MAB representative? But when your name came up, when I saw the Vanguard Arm was on board, the risk of taking a job from a private contractor seemed trivial. I had the rest of the roster, and it looks like a few more friendly faces will be joining us. Crew from the Behemoth. Good, steady mercs they are. Soft hearts. Cassavander will be there too. Can't win them all, I guess. We've been moored to the Von Furstenberg's boot inhibitor for a few days now. Found it along the Martian slipspace lane, or I guess it found us, just where he said it would be. We'll be waiting here to group with you and the others. In case you're wondering, the retro rockets from the briefing are in our cargo bay on the Matador. So, swing by after you boot in to pick them up. In the meantime, I just thought I'd say hello. And I'm looking forward to working with you again. Don't try to outshine my kids too hard out there. Welcome to Play By Podcast, an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Michael, the GM, and today I'm joined by Leon Barnes. Uh, sorry, I had a, I had to sneeze. Keep that in. Keep that in. I had to, <laughs> no, I had to hold the sneeze out. <laughs> Leon, I, I applaud you for your discipline and uh, for not sneezing on air. Bless you. I was trying my very best. That was a truly um, aspirational pregnant pause. It's a pro gamer move <laughs> <laughs> to yes. not sneeze. Literally, that whole introduction, I was holding holding in that sneeze because it kept coming and going. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to step on my intro with a sneeze. I appreciate it. I did, bro. <laughs> yeah, certainly. So anyway, hello, hi, welcome, Leon. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. That it's sneeze like is going to be hitting soon. Oh, shit, it's coming back around, folks. Look out for it. I'm going to base boost that shit when it happens. He's been given given the cosmic curse of like constantly being on the verge of sneezing. <laughs> just, it's going to be coming soon through the episode. Just you wait. 
That is like a punishment you get from like a Greek god. That's like Sisyphus yeah, level. Sisyphusian torture is my, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> if you thought Sisyphus and <laughs> Tantalus had a hard time. Prometheus and Tantalus had it bad. Imagine always <laughs> needing to sneeze. Here's Leon. Oh, I would hate that. We're also joined by Liam Higgins. Hey, folks. Uh, we got a damn Cheeto in the White House. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, we do have that. Uh, we also, um, it's we're doing a late night one tonight. Yeah, it's 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 a play by podcast after dark. It's and we've not- technically started in one day and we've moved into another now. Mm-hmm. Um, while we, I was pissing around trying to find my Zoom mic, um, which I just did fail to find. It'd be um, like that sometimes. But yeah, I'm doing well. Happy to be here. I'm going to Dr. Liam's audio so that he sounds normal. Do I sound... So he sounds like uh, a doctor? Talks? You sound great. Okay, cool. And I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> We're also joined by Max Co. Yeah, I'm going to include myself in the love here. This is this is the play-by-support podcast. <laughs> we are all love, Liam. <laughs> We are all lovely. We love you, buddy. <laughs> Family love, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of my favorite Arrested Development. Like, the take a look at Banner, Michael. <laughs> so That's also, uh, oh, most definitely. Yeah, oh my God. Did you burn down the banana stand? Almost definitely. Almost oh, definitely. Definitely the work of a flamer. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught out in high school for that because I genuinely took that line of its word and I did not realize that that was uh, code for homosexual. Uh, I mean, not that it, someone hmm. just corrected me on that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just thought I was talking about narcissism. Fucking um, Liam canceled in high school. No, I <laughs> wasn't even canceled. That. Like, I, th- I think it was literally like, I literally, like, it was just a fire. I was like, oh, so it was a, like, it was a flamer. And they're like, what? And I was like, like, arsonist. They're, oh, no, that means something else. So it's like, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Shame, you sweet summer child. You don't know the weaning of words. Oh, dude, like, straight dumbass at 15, I was. Oh, bro, no, d- no doubt, no doubt. Straight Same. dumbass, straight dumbass now. <laughs> bro, I don't know shit. I only know that I don't know a damn thing, this my is, dude. This is a no brain cells podcast. This is, this is a this is a himbo advocacy podcast. Yeah. Whatever, we, whatever brain cells we started uh, this year with have assuredly been depleted. Certainly, I feel shriveled. like we're just ping-ponging the same brain cell around the four of us continuously. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. It's like, a, it's like the talking pillow. Like, okay, you get the you you have the you have the gift of thought now, and then yeah. you get the gift of thought. You get the gift of thought. You know, you know what we are. We're the li- we're the living pers- we're the personification of the conch from Lord of the Flies. <laughs> oh, uh, I was going uh, SpongeBob, but yeah. <laughs> we're also the conch from SpongeBob. You just yeah. know some coked out exec in like Studio City is like, what if it was Lord of the Flies, but they were all on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom of the fly. <laughs> Lord of the Zoom. Oh, that's that's a, that's the one. That's it. Instead of Piggy getting a rock dropped on his head, he just dropped from the call. Yeah. No, they just mute him. They mute him. Just mute him. <laughs> Disable okay. his camera feed. And it's like, uh, yo, should we low-key soft block Piggy? <laughs> soft block Piggy. Piggy's in this weird private call with someone else, and we don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> oh my god! We, we did that uh, show when I was, uh, or like uh, in middle school. I didn't do it, but like the grade above me did it in my like in a my stage flavor. And yeah, it was. It wasn't even like produced. It was kind of just like it was one of those things where they have the script in their hands and stuff, uh, and yeah. it's kind of like you know the one of those uh, okay. bullshit things. And they cast Piggy astoundingly well. Yeah, I forget that dude's name, but that motherfucker was that character. <laughs> That was him. That was that the was real, piggy. The real that was piggy. And I don't mean it derogatorily. I'm just like that was that was the dude because he was just kind of like the guy that you know he, he sold just, it. It's like the guy that shows up in the movie, and you're like, okay, that dude's dead. Like he's gone. All right, well, before we step on another podcast on the network's territory, talking about literature. Oh right, right. Jeez. This isn't. Le- you're not listening to Jeez. leftist reading. You're listening to play by podcast. I should look great because I've been looking for more leftist reading. Lord of the Files. Sorry. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam. That one might trump it. Oh yeah, that's good. That's better because the because the you need the you need to let the audience know of its relation to Lord of the Flies, not Lord so of the Rings. The yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a good point. So uh, Ari Aster, get back to us. Yeah. 
immediately. <laughs> My God, did y'all see that the Hereditary art book, like all the A twenty four art books, like with the spot? No. <laughs> so goddamn funny. All of the photographs are on, are like centered on the spine, and th- it just ruins the shot. Oh no. It's honestly like there was oh, one where it's no. like um it was you versus the girl like the guy she told you not to worry about and it was like Andre Holland from Moonlight and then the picture of him where his face like looks like it's like been bisected. That's <laughs> so freaking heart wrenching actually. Oh my god, yeah, because the I mean the design of them looked nice, but yeah, that is like an Alex Jones level grift, like no doubt. It, it is a brain force level grift. D- designed to lure in NYU Gallatin students. Oh, <laughs> uh, the SVA crowd is not going to be happy about this one, boys. Bro, that is rough. I do kind of like the hereditary one. The, this shot, this specifically. Hold up. Some kid at RISD got that for his birthday and immediately <laughs> threw a shit fit. I feel bad because I know, I mean, I like hereditary and it's that that's like, that you know. this is the only one that works because it's it's yeah that symmetrical cool. it works God, we are looking like, at the art book everybody yeah like well i mean this the, is great radio hereditary, hereditary you can kind of get away with it <laughs> on a bunch of them but moonlight it's just not because so many yeah. of them are like are like uh symmetrical like profile shots of like the barry jenkins shot which is like the straight on camera look Character looking in the eyes. Yeah, they don't work. That's mm-hmm. kind of becoming his trademark. I mean, he's only done a few movies, but like, that's he loves that shot clearly. So, guys, I have no idea how to transition out of this. <laughs> how about we just hey, wipe man. it? Hey, man, <laughs> Let's was, try was, again. That was success. No, no, that was successful, man. You just transitioned out of it. No, I. <laughs> I have no idea how to transition back into us doing the podcast. Anyway, this is a podcast. But just just to stop us from talking about bad art books for the next three and a half hours. I've got it. No, I've got the. Tra- oh, my God. I've got the transition. I've got it. I've got it. What? You're going to be just going to blow your mind. All right. So, so A24 has moved into television producing as well. And one of the shows that they are producing yeah. is that show Moonbase 8, the Tim Heidecker, John C. Riley, oh Fred God. Armisen comedy, which mm-hmm. looks really good, um, which, of course, uh, takes place in outer space, which is the. Uh, or it might take place in outer space. I think it takes place in Arizona, but I think some of it will take place in outer space. It is called um, Moonbase. Yeah, it which is um, Moonbase. And, uh, you know, some other things are afoot in outer space as well. <laughs> what oh, a okay, yeah, I like it. I like it. Was that not a... Uh... No, we're going to... We'll, we'll go with it. We'll run with that. So last episode, we had finally reached uh, the von Furstenberg manse, the manor. <laughs> Palace, basically. Right, and we'd... Sort of started to settle into things as they are on the grounds. Otto had his reunion with uh, the members of his family who are still living, at least the ones who would be uh, concerned with his his line, those being uh, his new dad, who was his uncle, Torvald, uh, his mother, and his sister, and the small group of uh, footmen, private soldiers, uh, banner houses, representatives that could be thrown together to meet Otto, on his return. Half-hazard welcome committee. Yeah. The one trumpeter who showed up, he immediately sent away. And uh, we learned that Otto is to be coronated as the new head of the von Furstenberg house, as he's the last male heir of his line. Although the circumstances by which Otto is coming into this power have been questioned by both Otto and the rest of the vehement crew concerning his brother's death, his father's death, his uncle's ascendancy to regency. Yeah. I I think we we did question this, but I think this is most most of it also is just BD and Scarlet just don't like royalty. Yeah, we want to fuck with them as much as We possible. just want to fuck with royalty as much as we can. We fucking hate the gentry. I mean, fuck I the get gentry. It. I... Me and all my homies hate the gentry. <laughs> <laughs> and even Otto's a little suspicious of uh, those circumstances about his dad and his brother and what his uncle really, really wants. What you want? But in the process of trying to weasel that out, Torvald revealed that he did have ulterior motives for bringing Otto back, those being that he has a 
clandestine operation in mind to put the von Furstenbergs back on the gentry map and end the war with uh, the Jovian Lunar Commonwealth, which Mm. Otto accepted. And meanwhile, Scarlet and Beatty were formulating their plan to overthrow the von Furstenberg house and cause chaos within the ranks of the gentry. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We were uh, plotting. And all of that while Otto's coronation is uh, going to commence in a few hours or so. Yeah. We landed on Earth and went, hmm, how can we fuck all this up? (laughs) (laughs) We found a way. Yeah. You you found a way very quickly. Life finds a way. Fuckery finds a way. Yeah. In this case, life found a way, and it's murder. Yeah. Oh, God. It's It's (laughs) just a little bit. And uh, to get things rolling, I'd like to put these two ends of this sandwich together mm-hmm. so that we can get your characters cued in on the, the whole situation thus Each far. Each other's deals, yeah. So, Otto, Otto, where are you right now? Oh, God. Um... Is there, like, a specific place on the grounds of uh, this von Furstenberg manse? This is, like, your second home, your, your like, summer house, because your original home was exploded. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. It got blowed up. Um, I think I'm, there's probably some sort of a library room or whatever, and I'm probably in there. Uh, so you're, you're not the horse riding type of uh, rich asshole. Oh no, he's he's old. Believe me, I long <laughs> I long to escape to another world. So books can provide ah. that. I don't want to be in here. I, I you know I'm not here by choice. So yeah, so I'm just um I'm just chilling, just minding my own business, uh, keeping my evil in check, and uh, not interacting with anyone, and uh, not causing a fuss. It's about what I'm doing. And a fuss is about to be caused <laughs> at you because here comes Scarlet and Beatty. Here we go. Here we go. Tweedledum and Tweedle Dipshit oh, are God. on their way. <laughs> Take a guess who's who. Yeah. But uh, they enter into the library. Otto, we have something we would like to speak with you about. Okay. Returning home and seeing your family has not changed your opinions on Earth, the gentry, your family, etc., correct? No, I, I can't really say it has. That is good to hear, as our plan is riding very strongly on those feelings remaining the same for you. We believe you may be correct about your uncle having ulterior motives. Or rather, we are hoping you are correct. We wish to investigate the scenes of your father and brother's death and see if there is anything that could be brought to light to show foul play by your uncle. We could very greatly unsettle the power balance within your family and the other families if we were to reveal your uncle as a traitor to the Terrans. Well, I I do like the sound of that, especially because the foul play has already already been committed. It's the fact that he took off with my mother. Yeah, well, that's a whole different kind of foul play. Right, right, right. But I know where you're coming from. I, I, um... Sure, I mean, um, this sounds like uh, potentially damaging information that I'm taking little to in my stride. I do have a strong desire to see the power structure torn down, but also it's just reshuffling a bunch of pricks, isn't it? We hope that we can essentially pull a a stick from the tower and see if it may collapse in that way. The the more the Terrans are quarreling amongst each other, the less they will have their eyes on the freeholds. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, I do I do hate Torvald quite a lot. So if this is um Yeah, I mean what's what do I have to do? I'm I'm more than happy to sort of let you just sort of take the lead on this and then I'll kind of Maybe consult or provide additional information. Well, we need we need you here. Okay, like right right where I am right now. Mostly to stall your family. I suppose wherever your family desires for you to be is where you should be at the time. Act as though we are playing along. Play nice for a bit until we can get to the bottom of all this. Well, I've faked enthusiasm before. I can fake it again. See, there you go. Just just do that. Okay, but I'm not going to get super chummy, otherwise I'll get suspicious, I imagine. I'll just sort of... Certainly. Keep it oh, no, just keep, be yourself. Yeah. yeah. My lovely, charming self. Indeed. With 
a receding hairline and a fattened gut. It is better than artificial youth, I would say. And it's better than not being wanted. Also, if if there is anyone that you should like not to be harmed in the consequences of our actions here, you may be smart to have them go off-world or off the grid at the very least while this is occurring. We wouldn't want collateral, that is. That is, if there is anyone you should so wish to protect that way. If not, it simply makes things easier for us. Sounds, uh, sounds all right to me, I have to say. Do you mind if we ask what your uncle spoke to you about? If we have an idea of his current plans, then we would have more of an advantage. Well, he sort of, he sort of started apologizing, and I didn't really give him the satisfaction of unburdening himself, and so he kind of stopped doing that. Um, and then he sort of started talking about, he sort of was trying to let me in on this little uh, secret. Would you like to know what the uh, secret is? Oh, do tell. Certainly. Well, um, he's sort of uh, planning an, uh, an attack. An attack? Of where? He and the uh, Solar Union are going to attack the uh, Jovian forces on Mars. Right from the horse's mouth. Is this a, a full frontal attack or some form of espionage? Part of his plan is that they're going to take that initial uh, station and then with, you know, with the small amount of forces to disguise, you know, his true numbers and also, you know, hurt any planned counter counterattack or, you know, defense or anything like that because, you know, they're preparing for a fight with, uh, you know, a certain amount of loons and it turns out that there's many more coming behind the pipe. Um, so, yes, once that base is, is claimed, he's going to bring in uh, everyone and attack. And it would be quite bad. So I'm hoping this is where my association with this matter... Well, I guess you did ask me to help, and I did accept. Fuck. I'm too damn trusting. No, no. No, this could still work. This could still kind of work. God, he is a real cunt, isn't he? Oh, 100%. Mm. Yeah, I see. Part of our plan did involve going to Mars, so this may be advantageous in the long run. Yeah. Turns out your uncle's stupid idea may actually work out for us. Well, that would be a first. His, uh, it, it working out for us, not his stupid ideas. He's had quite a few of those. Yeah, I figured that much. It's going to go very badly, and he wants it that way, because he knows he can win with the alliance of the uh, solar unions and... <sighs> <laughs> well... Jokes on him. We also wanted to go badly, but so he doesn't win. He may have his momentary victory, but we will pull the rug out from under him, I believe the saying is. I uh, have to say, if I do go through with this, I want to leave this place. I mean, I know that you don't control that, but just so it's on the record that I, you know, in case I'm comatose or whatever, that's. Get me out. Yeah, we kind of never figured you wanted to stay here anyway. Your wishes will be granted. No worries. Thank you. I think it would be best if we spoke with our our team, if we have time, that is. Is this one of those times when we should tell Ambrose about this? Yes, especially considering how his last month has gone. Yes. We are so fired. <laughs> Fired would be the nicest thing he could do. He'll probably just say, you're made redundant. Try to class it up like that. That somehow feels worse. Oh, it is worse. It's a lot more callous. because It's like a dad saying he's disappointed in you. Sort of like... The term fired, it you know, you are fired from the job, of course, but you're potentially fired into a new frame of life. Scarlet, are you saying you consider Ambrose a father figure? Shut up. 
<laughs> Otto, mm -hmm. there's a knock at the library door. Go on, dude. Sorry, I'm yawning in real life. <laughs> I thought that was Michael for a second. <laughs> New character voice. Come on in. And the door opens to reveal one Dr. Morgan Zaid. Ah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sup, Morgan? Oh. What, what, why are you out of the ship? Oh, I, I didn't realize I was interrupting a team meeting. I apologize. No, 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 it's all right. Um, you're sort of part of the emotional team, as it were. Um, it is matters that concern the entirety of the vehemence inhabitants, that is. You are simply catching us in the pre-production stages of this plan. Oh, well, uh, I, can, I can come back if this isn't a good time. No, no, no. You're technically a part of this. Yeah, if you want in. It's fine. And also, we, have, we don't know how much time we have left together. It would be a shame to turn you away. You're one of us now. Dr. Zaid, we'd uh, love to have you. I've been speaking to uh, Alak. We, we tend to cross paths in the med bay. Ah, yes, yes. How's he, how's he coming along? Oh, he's, he's doing well, given his circumstances, but... You mean, you mean uh, his he, uh, terminal illness? Yes, mm. yes, the <laughs> illness. His, his family is, is very loyal to you. They were very loyal to your father. Uh, and since we've been coming this way, I was thinking about asking you for some sort of, some sort of a political asylum. I, I don't want to go back to the Commonwealth. Under any circumstances. No, I, I don't blame you. Um, that's all right with me. I'd have to square it with the, um, you know, I don't know if I have the authority to sanction that, but it's, um, you know, you can stay with... I, I just figured with you becoming the head of the house and everything, you could have it arranged. Probably. I'm going to abdicate my position, probably, I would say. Um, but, you know, um, yes, I mean, yes, of course. It's not a problem. And I, I think I'd like to... to uh... Spin that with the House of Valance, if that was possible. I have no quarrel with them. I mean, other than the power structure that they operate in, but no, not them specifically. They're all right. The Valances are good people, correct, Otto? Yes, relatively speaking. I mean, they're certainly better than the Von Furstenbergs. And they are certainly better than the Jovians. Who better to protect you than those who are viscerally opposed against the Jovians. Yeah. No, I quite agree. I think that would be a good idea for you. And I'm, uh... It's not an easy step to take political asylum, so I do salute you for it. The only... snag that may occur is we are about to make things on Earth, in the RSU in general, very complicated. We're probably going to end up on a lot of people's radar. Oh. Not only that, but we will be affecting the Valance family as well as the rest of the families of the RSU. Well, Alak assured me that his family was very attached to Otto's father. And I, I assume when the power shifts, they will be very loyal to Otto. Let us... Let us hope so. We are so gonna get fucking yelled at or fired. There are much worse things that can happen. I know. Oh, well, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I lived the life of self-employment for many years. It's quite underrated, I have to say. Going from gig to gig, owing no one, answering to no one. Could be a blessing for you. Have to look at it that way. I think Scarlet has spent plenty of time only relying on himself. Nah, nah, I get it. I, I get what he's saying. Independence, perhaps. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm not really fond of that life. If that is all you had to ask of Otto, Morgan, would you mind if I spoke with you privately? No, no, not at all. Absolutely. Lead the way. Beatty just kind of gives like a, a look at the other two to make sure that there's, you know, <laughs> nothing else that needs to be said, but that we'll meet back up again. 
And then they follow Morgan. Okay. Now, how far away from the door are you getting? <laughs> um, I, would, I basically, like, I don't know. I would... How much eavesdropping do you expect Scarlet to do? <sighs> I, listen, I forget. A, I forget listen, Scarlet is Scarlet sometimes. <laughs> I would say I'm offended, but at the same time, you're goddamn right. Um, I, I thought you were going to say I'm a hacker. I can hear whatever that, I want. I mean, also, true. Fair. Also, yeah, motherfucker. I could easily just hear. Um, I basically, I think whatever the equivalent of a palace's uh, nearby, like. Just a small room nearby, like not going super far, but I, I would rather have a door or two between me and the rest of them. So, BD, you find a, an unoccupied room adorned with the various accoutrements of the von Furstenberg house. There's uh, the, the there's a peregrine falcon, correct? I think we said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the brown... Falcon banner. Yeah, we took like brown and gold. Yeah, brown and gold, that's right. And like like uh very uh showy paintings and busts. Oh yeah. Very, real um... real fucking palace at Versailles bullshit. But it, it's like <laughs> it's like a Renaissance painting of a mech. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I and love like it. And like a man much. standing on top on like the shoulder of an anchor holding a sword. Oh, oh, my aesthetic. God, that is baller. It's that famous painting where it's a bunch of like um you know the philosophers like walking around and talking or whatever but it's all little oh, yeah. but it's all little Gundams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine any like painting of a like pre-modernity uh battle scene. Yeah. But with giant robots. And there's like this big bay window that has this view out onto like marshland and a flooded city off in the distance. Because let's let's not beat around the bush here. The earth is not the same. No, yeah. 700 some odd years in the future. It's real soggy now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot lot wetter. Mm -hmm. This is a wet ass planet. Damp. (laughs) <laughs> and somewhere off in the distance someone is playing like a Victrola downstairs oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things where like a, the court jester would have poured wine into it and then got sauced out of it <laughs> or like one of the you know I'm talking about but, the little uh, loot or the liars or whatever whatever the fuck those things are oh <laughs> I know what you mean yeah. beyond the oddly wandering eyes of the busts and the paintings you have uh, your moment of solitude with Morgan. Do you? I suppose it is a complex question to ask. I know you do not wish to return to the Jovians. I would. I would allow termination of myself before I allowed you back in their hands. However, it is. It is dangerous aligning yourself with the gentry. Even even those we have considered allies, they they work in commodities. If you are not of their own blood, you are you are a tool for something for their own gain. I I cannot promise that you would be treated all that much better in the hands of the RSU, but it is your choice, certainly. There's no easy decision to make here, BD. It's too dangerous right now to stay on the freeholds. I suppose. And I feel like I'm willing to take enough chances with the Union. I feel like I can trust Alak, but... I... I know you are not naive. I just... If I had delivered you from the clutches of one gentry plot to another, I would not be able to forgive myself. And I am serious when I say that there will be some genuine disruption here soon if if all goes to plan. I simply hope you will not get caught as collateral damage. Don't think of this as me permanently putting down stakes in the Union. 
I don't intend to stay here longer than I have to. As soon as all of this is over, it's back to the freeholds with me. I assumed as much. I just know that your time here will not... It will not be easy. And I I hope your association with with us will not cause you any trouble here or elsewhere. And when you do decide to return to the freeholds, I I just don't want you to be surprised about the person I have become. I am I'm not the beady you once knew. No, you're not, but you haven't gotten any worse. You you haven't really seen me in action. You you said it yourself. I the freeholds are dangerous these days. Even though they are certainly better than being under gentry control. The nature of my work is very dangerous and despite all my best intentions my desires to keep people safe to do as little harm as I can I must admit my work means that I hurt people I have purposely hurt many people it is beyond a shadow of a doubt I have likely killed someone Perhaps many people. I... I don't want to scare you off. I suppose. Well, Beatty, whether you like it or not, we both have blood on our hands now. I've seen the numbers. I know what the things I've created have led to. Inadvertent though it may have been. You are not wrong. But it is... It is different when you make a conscious choice to hurt someone. Things change. It is... I certainly get no pleasure from it, but... Things change. But I think, underneath all that, you're still you, Starshine. I can only hope. Mostly I hope that... You will never have to see me in action. I don't I don't think I could walk away from this life. It is it is something I'm good at. It is important work. There are too many people involved that I care about to walk away. But I I hope you will not see the worst of me. That's a risk we're going to have to take. I suppose it is it is time for me to simply trust you and know that you will always know what is best for yourself. I I just hope that I hope you won't be hurt much more. And there is this great sort of gonging of bells down below in the, the uh, courtyard. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you look out the window onto the the tracts of von Furstenberg land, and there are people gathering, anchors mustering, a, a full band beginning to st- sort of storm into full volume. Beatty gives... Just the deepest sigh that is possible for a robot. <laughs> for someone with no need to breathe, it is a very deep, very modulated sigh. And they say, Well, it seems the show is beginning. I suppose we should take our places. Zade moves over to the window, kind of perches their arm on the sill. Begins uh, playing with the ring around their finger. Uh, We could always watch it from here. Safer distance. It would be. 
much preferable. I have no interest in playing their games. So Beatty kind of settles over at the window with them. And back in the library. Scarlet, have you left or are you still with Otto? I figured Otto will let some time to himself to deal with all this. <laughs> so Otto, you sitting alone in the library, you hear the bells. <laughs> For whom does the bell toll? That is so funny. I was literally thinking about that book title. It tolls for thee. They do be tolling, and the sun do be rising. God, that book sucked, dick. That's the only Hemingway I've read. I hated that book. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, sun also rises is is fun if you uh, just look at it, realizing is it's it's bad. Uh, Mary suing of Ernest Hemingway complaining about all his rich friends. Right. I mean, like that's I that's fine. I just think that it's like very. I just hate. I just don't like his writing. Like the prose. Like it's just. That's fair. It felt like torture to read i imagine Otto, that you're sort of sitting a very plush sort of chair in this like library slash study room yeah with a nice little reading light around as the sound of the bells kind of creeps in god that is ominous and then someone covers your eyes with their hands what the <laughs> fuck are you doing <laughs> i could have killed you and she removes her hands from your eyes and slides in front of you. And it's Arabella. I was, I was thinking if it was you. Who else is it going to be? Yes, you're the only person that ever learned how to have fun in this house. Torvald and Mother sent me to make sure you didn't run away or get cold feet. Well, I did that, and you lot sent a people in ships to take me back, so I know that you... Don't I'm lock sorry, me sorry, in sorry, with those. Do I sorry, didn't sorry, send sorry. anybody after sorry, your brother? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just sort of saying that... I've accepted that this is somewhat of a lost cause for the time being, you know? So you're going to do it? You're going to go through with it? Yes, I think I will. Hmm. I think Father is rolling in his grave right now. Good. But uh, I find that image very funny. Yes, exactly. I mean, I, I was going to preface, I was hoping you would preface your statement with that because that image is objectively brilliant. I do somewhat hope in, in, in some, maybe this is a little too far, maybe this is a little cheeky, but I do kind of hope that he was just merely unconscious when he was buried and he was because you know the origin of the phrase have you are you aware of the origin of the phrase saved by the bell uh, i think it had to do something with uh people who weren't dead when they were buried yes exactly they there was a bell there because apparently this used to be a very common problem and so you know you were saved by the bell if, i mean can you can you imagine being out at a um a graveyard and then dad is just hitting the bell and I mean if I was on the shift I'd just be like oh well that's a shame um I mean you know what oh god I shouldn't talk it with him it'd be in this a way. little hard for him to ring the bell considering he was turned into dust yes yes I mean I'm sort of I was applying also it would be a little hard for him to roll around in his grave being dust but the image is funny nonetheless yes I was sort of mixing my analogies but he um either way not a good man not a good man we come from very bad people you know have you ever thought about that? Well, we come, we come from people. People are not always uh, good. People are not always bad, either. Yes, but there are some that tip the scale in, in, in certain ways. And um, whew, it's just, we were born having to unlearn a lot of things. Otto, can I tell you something? Anything. You know, as much as Mother hated how rebellious you were and how you left... She's still worried about you while you were gone. And I don't mean she worried about how it would look. I mean, she worried about you. I mean, she wouldn't tell you. She wouldn't right, show right. it. I mean, I can, I, I believe that, I suppose. I, but I also, you know, she is my mother. I mean, that is the least she can do. But she would never again, like you say, she'd never say that. So if it's something that someone doesn't have the confidence to say to me, I'm perfectly happy to not believe it, you know? Because if she meant it that much, she probably would have said something. Or maybe it's a weakness of hers, and that's me being harsh, but you know what? I don't have room in my heart for these people. I have room in my heart for you and a lot of other people, but not but not the rest of my family. They don't, they don't need a place there. It seems like time in the territory certainly shortened your temper a little bit. Well, I mean... Maybe uh, 
compressed your uh, your compassion, but certainly not your waistline, brother. <laughs> I mean, it's the freelance life. It's um, high stress, high um, anxiety, and uh, constantly on the move. And so, yes, I have I have become rather brisk in my dealings. And you don't have some bum ass dietitian. Telling you what you can and can't eat. Oh god, that would drive me mad. I mean, I do sort of need a thing like that now because it's getting a little out of hand. But um, yes, it's been strange without you here for so long, and there's just so much to catch up on. But everything seems to just be moving forward so quickly. I know what you mean. It does feel like the train started and we can't get off. But uh, you do plan on getting off the train, don't you, Otto? I do. You're going to abdicate. Yes, I am. Um, you know, I know it hurt you, and I never meant to for you to grow up without me, but I am aware of that. That's basically what happened. But I did leave for a reason, and I was brought back against my will, and so I would not be seduced by material comforts and family, familial guilt. But I always appreciate that you knew that I felt that what I was doing was best for me. And even at a young age, you, you figured that out. Just accepted it. And that's not something everyone can do. So, well done, I suppose. You were the only dissenter in the family, in the whole house, really. None of the banner houses ever said no to Mother... None of the f- no one, no one, only you. And I, it's just been difficult living with that. Yeah, I'm sure. But I tell you, it would have been even more difficult if I was here just making a stink the whole time. Well, you always did like making a stink of things. Yes, I'm quite a fan of that, as my um, friends can attest. I have to bring you out to the courtyard. Don't worry, they're not going to shoot you or anything. Yes, it does sound like a sort of firing squad situation. Are you sure that's not what's going on? I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. I sculpted out before I came in here. I don't think they had anybody on the rooftops or anything looking out for you. Well, that's reassuring in my own family home that I'm not trying to be murdered. But uh, yes, I'll follow you. And Arabella leads you, Otto, out of the library, downstairs, and out into the courtyard. And as you exit out, she sort of peels away from you and joins the crowd. And you are left at the center of this sort of parted sea of various sort of like members of banner houses and your family's sort of private military and they begin to unfurl these giant falcon banners that just get whipped around in heavy crosswinds. And they're releasing, like, flower petals. And the band is striking up into this very sort of regal, demure waltz. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, as you look out across this ocean of faces uh do you can you give me a couple uh names of some of the like the banner houses of house von furstenberg that you can make out this is a liam question yeah give yeah, us some true. Terran houses sir make up some shit yeah, make up some names yeah, no, okay. yeah. off the dome okay, bro. Okay. the velveticus family how do i spell that <laughs> uh velvet icus nice house velveticus um house House Pumpkin Fine. Pumpkin F E I N. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, House Melbourne, like the city. That's, that actually kind of sounds like a royal name. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Chattington. Like Paddington. Chad. Chat. <laughs> I have to imagine that House Pumpkin Fine's like, sigil is a pumpkin. Yeah, Please. Sure. They probably were agricultural. Some kind of they gourd. They made their money in land ownership and agriculture, probably. Or, like, what if it's, like, a headless horseman? Oh, that'd be cool. I'm down with that. So, like, with the jack-o'-lantern. 
I love all of these houses. <laughs> I'm keeping them. They are lore now. This is canon. So you see faces from House Velveticus, House Pumpkinfine, House Melbourne, and House Chaddington among the ranks. And then their banners are unfurled, smaller than the large House von Furstenberg banners alongside. And at the end of this split procession, on a sort of raised dais, are your mother and your uncle. And your uncle is holding your ancestral blade, your your father's sword, your father's saber. Damn, it's intense, man. I'm ready for Torvald to turn out like fucking uh, the uncle played by Carrie Elwes in Ella Enchanted, where he was going to put the poison crown <laughs> on the on the nephew so that he would get the throne. I've heard many good things about that film, and I still have not seen it. I love Ella Enchanted. It's very cute. Wait, no, I'm thinking of Enchanted with Amy Adams. That's also a good movie. I've heard less good things about Ella Enchanted, but I've heard it's a comedy classic. Is that the one with Anne Hathaway? <laughs> yes. Anne Hathaway is the Ella Enchanted. Gotcha. One. Amy Adams well, you know is what? the Enchanted. You know what? Um, it's a Tommy O'Haver picture, so it can't be that bad. Don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> and Otto? Yep. He very subtly beckons you forward. Okay. And beyond the sound of the band playing this waltz to celebrate your coronation, the proceedings of the coronation are fairly wordless. You step forward down the line, everyone sort of watching you. You stop at the base of the dais and kneel. You remember these steps because your brother had to go through them Yes, yes I do. This is sort of the thing that happens in these kind of families. You remember him having to learn all the proper steps, all the times to kneel. You remember him even uh, memorizing the distance from the doorway to where the dais would be. Where the dais, where the dais. <laughs> I hate every noble I see, from noble A <laughs> to noble Z. <laughs> God, that song is so good. Conan wrote that. And Torvald lowers the saber's blade to one shoulder, passes it over your head onto the other shoulder, brings it back, and places the blade end into his own hand, digs it in just enough to uh, get a little color. Draw, Draw a little blood. Yeah, and then he kneels and offers the blade up to you. Cut his head off! (laughs) (laughs) Did cross my mind. If you were gonna, this would be the time. I feel like that would be a poor strategic decision. (laughs) (laughs) At this moment, I am surrounded by (laughs) many, many people. The time will come. Maybe not quite in that fashion, but in a similar, of a similar catharsis. Do you take the blade, Otto? I do take the blade. Because I've got to play along, I suppose. You take the blade and turn back to the crowd, and they erupt in furious applause. I can't wait to disappoint all of you. (laughs) (laughs) And Torvald stands, steps down from the dais, and puts his bloody hand on your shoulder. Disgusting. Just just ruining that arm of your ceremonial garb. Do you have to put that there? It is uh, part of the ceremony, yes. Mm. Alright. Looks rather stupid to me. But I suppose tradition is tradition. Nephew, we are bound to it. That is all. Am I your nephew anymore, technically? I mean, honestly, just I'm t- I'm talking strictly in terms of semantics here. I feel like you've somewhat. I don't even know anymore. I know what you are, stepfather. You were my brother's child, and you will always be my brother's child, Otto. Well, how would you classify your relationship to your brother's wife? I'm just joshing with you. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to uh, fucking get coronated. It's sick. <laughs> that exact phrasing and Torvald turns to the crowd let all in audience here 
know that Otto von Furstenberg has ascended to the throne of his family. He is now the head of House von Furstenberg, and he should be recognized as such, in word and in deed, as your new liege lord. Any words for your subjects, my lord? You get the the couple people in the back of the crowd going, Speech! It's definitely the team of the Batman, specifically. Yep. <laughs> it's the Batman. Yeah, you, you hear some familiar voices. From Woo! Ow! Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Scarlet's probably just off his shit on uh, free alcohol. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm trying to... Scarlet's trying to be a little bit courteous. Is he? I think you mean he's trying to instigate. Listen, I didn't speak out when... Uh, when uh, Otto asked the question about what to call his call his uh, stepdad, uncle, bastard father, whatever the fuck, I think cur- courteous is a little generous though. I think just more on the. I don't think courteous is quite in your emotional vocabulary. Scarlet, <laughs> Scarlet is exercising an unnatural amount of restraint. A okay, how about this? Amount of okay, restraint. here's here's actually what's happening. Scarlet wants to do outlandish shit, but Cherry's holding him back. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. That tracks. There you go. Also, there's like a battalion of dudes with guns and a couple anchors out here who might take offense to what to you pulling some fuck Which shit. Which is why Cherry's <laughs> holding probably us what, back. Yeah. 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 There's a little like. Just a little. Uh, a a little country bumpiness very purposely coming from the vehement crew, but like not enough that they would get in trouble. More just to annoy the people, I think. You see, like, your mother, like, roll her eyes at your dirty mercenary friends. <laughs> Do you have words, Otto? Uh, hello, everyone. <clears throat> uh, not really one for uh, speeches. I suppose I'm going to have to be do a few of those in my long reign as king, um, which will be long. Uh, so mark that down. Um, uh, but what? Oh god! Um, sort of that like briefly pops the crowd. Uh, but um, actually, what I, I I don't want to do that at all. I'm sort of at a crossroads here. I was reading this really good book, um, and I'd rather be doing that right now, quite honestly. Um, but uh, again, it's so nice of you to come out. Um, and watch uh, the baton get passed to another little runt of the litter. But I'm afraid, uh, good folks, that I was overcompensating by what I said before in terms of, uh, you know, my long reign and all that. Back when I said that, about a minute ago, which feels like five days ago. But um, I'm abdicating uh, this bitch. <laughs> In the back, Scarlet's just like, oh, damn! And someone can bloody well have it, because I think, you know, I I think, honestly, I'm doing you a favor. I wouldn't have uh, made this work at all. I would have signed some bills that would have been very unpopular. And, you know, I would be, uh, I don't know. So I'm just saying this is best for everyone. But it's but it's uh but it's but it's no big deal though. It's not um it's not anything to get upset about. It's just uh some other dickhead'll have it. <laughs> See ya. The crowd is like completely deflated and murmuring among <laughs> real, themselves. Real real mic drop moment. Meanwhile, the like, cool behemoth is just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get slowly more and lo- more like uh. It's like sort of when people are muttering when it's like the opening act of a concert and it's not like the yeah. full, they're just kind of like talking. And it gets more and more like confused. And yeah, like what the fuck did you just, what's going on here? <laughs> what the fuck is going on in here on this day? Judah Campbell and Dash are all like just flipping off various Banner House yeah. members. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Now I have two questions for you, uh, Liam. Yeah. And one for one for Liam, one for Otto. Yep. Liam, does your house's ancestral blade have a name? 
What's our so we're a peregrine falcon? Uh huh. What about beak? I like yeah. it. Kind of sounds like a what you'd name a sword. You are holding the bloody beak, which is stained with your uncle's blood. It is the the symbol of your sort of regal authority in this moment. Do you what do you do you keep it? Do you cast it aside? Do you give it back to Torvald? What's the what's the deal with beak? I sort of a uh, Torvald. Yes. Um, would you like this uh, back? Are you really advocating the throne? Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Why can't I keep the sword? I'm taking the sword. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Why do I care? <laughs> Sword's mine. Throne is yours, but this is mine. I'm keeping this one. Um, sorry, <laughs> but um, you know, there's a time for all seasons, as it were. And um, yeah, really. Um, I do feel like if I were to hand this to you, you would probably stab me with it as well. So this is also a self-defense thing. But um, Beak was your father's blade. And your point being? <sighs> Look, it's a piece of metal that cuts people. Would you grow the fuck out, please? Honestly. <laughs> I suppose you have more claim to it than I do either way. Um, well, not if you had the throne, but... Um, I don't really care for that rule. That's the First Amendment of my reign. First and last amendment, uh, I get to take the sword. All right. Um, this is a good talk. I've uh, I've got beak, and I am no longer meek. That's a little rhyme for you. <laughs> and the band has just stopped playing. No, keep playing. Give these people a good time. Bloody hell, I don't want to ruin their day. They shouldn't be invested in this anyway. <laughs> you know? God. Like the air has just been sucked yeah. out of just, this event. Just keep it going. Just like, You paid them to be here. They're, play some good... I want to listen to some music too. I don't want to hear all you talking shit about me. <laughs> I'd rather hear the music, frankly. <laughs> the band kicks back up. Can you, no, can you do a different song though? We heard, we heard that one. <laughs> Yes, my lord. Yes, my lord. We can play whatever you like. Just, just any whatever is next on the hymn sheet, as it were. And do you leave your own coronation? I do, with beak and toe. Absolutely. Just dragging the bloody sword <laughs> behind him. I love it. And like, just as you leave back down the way you came through the procession, the the sea unparts behind you, <laughs> as everyone's just trying to get a good look at your back as you leave. And then I turn around and give a little wave. Like, um, <laughs> I'll be back. Eventually. Probably in a casket. Uh, don't let me ruin your good time. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you go back into the manse. And Scarlet, what's your take on all this? I, I, I just kind of slow clap that slowly devolves into a very enthusiastic high clap. You are the only one <laughs> clapping and everyone is looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame. Obviously. <laughs> Someone actually just says that to you. <laughs> just, you have no shame. Yeah, it was, it was one of the, uh, it was one of the pumpkin finds. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I like that name, actually. No, I'm proud of that one. I love the pumpkin finds. And, Beatty, back from your vantage point at the window, you see that uh, this party seems to have come to a very abrupt end. And it's it's quickly progressed into the everyone kind of milling about stage. And you hear the door downstairs open and shut, and the sound of a blade being dragged across a limestone floor. <laughs> Beatty kind of just walks out into the into the corridor and goes, "Well, that went well. At least, just as well to be expected." Beatty's very pleased. <laughs> Beatty loves it when the gentry are upset. <laughs> this is this is they're they're basking in it and very pleased that their friend was a big part of it. This is like the very sort of epitome of like shocked liberals kind of thing you know? <laughs> oh yeah like, very like, like like pearl clutching like <laughs> oh absolutely you can't do Fucking, that uh Petey kind of walks up to Otto and puts up a hand for a high five 
<laughs> just like, yep, it was good. Good job. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Didn't enjoy being up there, but I have to say, that look on Torvald's face did make it worth it. 